0: Part 2 of IJAX Special Delivery.
1: Hello IJAX. Where
2: the fuck you came from, nigga?
1: I am a man with no name, no nah, identity. Nah, you gotta answer
2: the first question, nigga. Where the fuck you came from, man? <laughs> Popping out of nowhere on a nigga, man. can't be
1: doing that shit to Everything me, Everything will man. be answered soon What the fuck enough. you want? As you know, we have been sent here to get a certain envelope. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> if you follow me, I will take you to your destination.
2: Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. And where exactly are we going? Cause I don't even know your ass. You just think I'm gonna follow you?
1: If you turn around, you will see our destination. Just turn around. The
3: fuck
1: is that? No, you, you, no, you're not seeing things. That is in fact a submarine. Now quickly, we must go quickly.
2: Fine, I'll follow you, man. Following. We only have here. a small
1: window. I'm not used to being on land. Now, follow me. Let's go. Almost got it. There we go. Now please, follow me. And behold, brace yourself. We made it. We're safe for now. Safe for now. I see you look very confused over there. Don't worry, everything will be explained in a minute. Please, have some patience. In
2: a minute, man. Fuck all that shit. you explaining that shit right now, man. You got me doing all this extra shit. I wasn't expecting this. I was told, come here, pick something up, drop it off. Now you adding all this extra shit, man. What the fuck is all this about? I have very little patience for this shit.
1: Fine. I'll tell you. Fucking better. I stack my kill me for this. I don't give a fuck, man. Fuck your life. RJ, the world that you live in, it's a lie. Oh, here we go. These cell phone companies, they want to control us. Oh, really? Their goal is to distract us, mm-hmm. and eventually make us so codependent that all we do is think about cell phones, don't care about human nature, no empathy, just become slaves with no emotions. Mm-hmm. In the top of the food chain, at the very top of this evil agenda, yeah. it's none other than Android. Oh fuck that. You probably had some run-ins with him. A couple. Had no real explanation why you're being randomly attacked. Just
2: a nigga, man. Well happen. here it is.
1: You're always gonna be targeted by them. So they hate you. They hit your bloodline.
3: <sighs>
1: but you guys are immune to this <sighs> virus that they're trying to spread. You uh, might just be our last hope.
2: To be honest, man, I wasn't really like listening. Probably because I don't give a fuck. Shit happens, whatever. You know what the fuck I came here for? Hurry up and give it to me so I can get the fuck out of here. y'all a bunch of weirdos just want to get my shit and get ghosts. Fuck living a lie. fuck all this extra shit. Give me the fucking envelope.
1: I see. Well, if that's how you truly feel, then I won't try to convince you. Yeah, you smart. Just know that both your brothers, they've seen the light. That's dumb. I don't Matter care. Fact, I don't care, dawg. I robbed is locked up for that very reason. He However, with this envelope. We can free him.
2: Finally, dawg Can I get so the damn here, take envelope? This yes, give me the shit. Be on
1: your way. Fuck, and man. just know that we of the resistance will always fight for the greater good. I don't care, dawg. And one day,
2: I don't give a fuck.
1: You will as well.
2: This niggas don't understand English, man. I'm out,
1: man. Now be on your way, I Jack. Be on your way. Alright man, you fucking weirdo. And take heed of my words. Be on your way.
2: Crazy if we are
1: the resistance, man. we'll always swipe! We will always swipe! Right, man. I'm, I'm out, dog. I'ma have a good day. Though, I'm out. Excuse me. Pardon
3: me.
0: Excuse me. Sir, you have a phone call.
1: Shit! I thought I told you guys. No phones! I'm, I'm sorry, sir. I, I didn't hear those instructions. Fuck! Fuck! Shit! Okay, good. He has not noticed yet. Maybe he won't notice. Yeah, just keep going. Keep going up the ladder. Keep going almost there. That's right. Open the door. Be on your way. Go ahead. There's nothing to see here. Nothing to see here. Yo, is that an iPhone? No, 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 Ajax. It's not an iPhone.
2: Nah, don't try to hide him, man. I got a sixth sense for that. Oh, shit. Told yeah, you guys no cell quick. phones. I yeah. told you guys no cell phones. How many men you got? You got you got a couple men in here, right? Uh, just couple, yeah, gather couple all your hundred. What? Oh, you think I'm fucking playing with you? Though? I'll smash this fucking phone. No, and no, I'll relax. Burn this bitch to the ground Please don't. Gather your relax. fucking men, though.
1: I ain't playing with you. All right. All men report. All men report. Gather around. Gather around. Now you are gonna follow my instructions? Yes, sir. First, I, Jack, I would like to talk to you before you. What do you want, this. man? I, I Why just don't you get
2: to my fucking I just, main I just, event. I just, and you slowing me down. What you I, want?
1: I, I know. I just I just want to talk to you. I just want to talk to you. The fuck you Will want, you consider man? Are you joining the resistance? We've been over this shit all we do.
2: We've been over this shit already, man and
1: We'll definitely subscribe or do whatever you Never want us taken, to do man. Just just hear me out for a bit, okay? Can, can you join the resistance, please?
2: You know what, man? I'll talk to my brothers about it, man I ain't gonna make no promises to your ass Cause First good. of all, I don't fucking know you So leave it at that That's Get your ass back in line oh, Let's yeah? fucking okay. do this shit oh, All y'all right. niggas all right. take out your iPhones, man I ain't fucking playing with y'all Take oh. that shit out oh, shit. Very good Hit that iTunes up Let's get it Niggas slow, hurry the fuck up man, I ain't playing with y'all Now y'all gonna repeat after me And if y'all motherfuckers miss a beat, we gonna start over, alright? Yes sir Yes sir G G, G H, H H Double Double O O, o D D D D, D, D a, a A Y Y Now all y'all hit that subscribe button Yes sir Likes, reposts, hit all that Throw some comments in there too man I even fuck with emojis. I don't give a fuck. Just do something. Niggas make me raise my blood temperature and shit, man. Lose my cool and shit, man. Alright, I'm out, man. I'll talk to my brothers about this resistance shit or whatever you fuck you want to call it. But I'm out this bitch, man. This shit was supposed to be quick and easy, man. Got me spending half my day talking to your ugly ass. I'm out, man. Y'all have a good day.
0: Cause we came back with another one. Alright, alright, alright. This your boy ZenFolk, Z-E-N underscore F-O-K-E. You can find me on Instagram. Um, also SoundCloud. SoundCloud.com slash Day. That's G-H-O-O-D-D-A-Y. This your boy the Zensei of all podcasts. And who's next to me?
2: Chief in the building. Like he never left. Like
0: I never left. What's good with you,
2: Sensei? What's good, what's good?
0: Ain't shit, though. We just got a couple topics to touch on, because this is the 23rd episode, and I love the number 23, so we're going to clap it up right quick for the number 23. All right. If you guys don't know, the number 23 holds a great significance to me. And yeah, I just decided to use this episode for motivation, so you'll hear Les Brown. Do you know who? Oh, my fault. Uh, The song you just heard was Tekashi, I think that's the name, Mm -hmm. Tekashi69? Yes and it's gumbo right yes gumbo so shout out to him i'm just putting out there you know what I'm saying the support and stuff dope like song that. don't get me i enjoy it and shit. anyway <laughs> yeah. so uh, <laughs> yeah man so um uh, so pretty much we're just gonna keep this conversation short with the, sh- the hot topics mm-hmm. and then we're gonna lead to les brown he did a speech and i mean he's an amazing speaker not to mention he's from liberty city as we know that it's located in miami florida so and he's known to be one of the top speakers ever top motivational speaker so like i said today i just wanted to make sure i give y'all guys motivation and everything like that but we have a couple topics to touch on what you want to say to the people though
2: I mean just what you said man Just inspired me alone I didn't know he was from Liberty City Yeah you already know Les for, Brown for, for those of y'all who don't know Liberty City is one of the worst places Oh yeah in, um, in Miami You know what I'm saying Niggas get down down there That's the project That's the hood That's That's everything. the hood
0: Hood, You feel me You know what I'm saying So you know what I'm saying He's he from something rough Who, who
2: better Who better to speak on,
0: on You know something like that Than somebody from Liberty City yeah I man that's dope he's talking about how his mind has to stay strong and things like that like I said I just want you guys to listen to the speech sometimes we just need a ride and listen to something and just boost us up for the day um, but yeah as far, as far as topics I have a couple of questions for you in particular mm-hmm. um, recently Gabrielle Union was speaking with Sway in the morning I believe uh-huh. and she mentioned it was like inferred that she probably eats Dwayne Wade's ass mm. what's your thoughts? Uh, I'm going to start off by saying
2: she didn't have to share that information. Like, you really don't got to. But I'm saying they might be open that's not for the fans i don't want to know that shit man that's d wade man you know what i'm saying we got wade county and shit you can't be telling me shit like that does that man. tarnish his legacy no nah. because nah, it sounds stupid because i fuck with trick daddy you know trick daddy is yeah you know he nasty as hell nasty nigga you feel me yeah, that's so that's true I, I can't be a hypocrite but however that's d wade man i don't want to know that gabriel you No, know she's touching
0: along the lines that people should be open about the hit. he was celebrity though man you don't got to always
2: spill the beans,
0: you feel me? You know, he probably gave her the okay at the end of the day. Or, you know what I'm saying, Gabrielle You So duh.
2: imagine that conversation. Hey, baby, can you I know, talk about You know, she's like an
0: open butterfly. She likes to speak and talk and everything like that. You know what I'm saying? So I don't think he tried to restrict her. I don't even think he can restrict her. Nah, That's, obviously he can't. Yeah. yeah, it's like both. Because I like, I like that power couple because mm-hmm. both of them, it seems like leveled, Strong personalities. So, like I said, she goes straight for the authenticity and then she held it down. So this nigga can't even say shit. Like, you know, he got yeah. the other chick pregnant and shit.
2: Yeah, he he probably ain't going to say yeah, shit he for can't. a couple. Shit. Yes. You don't, a lot you don't of even shit have slide. a choice She, she don't like got a shit. choice When well, you put it that way That nigga don't got a choice
0: Man, Why the fuck you told everybody That, that <laughs> shit like I ain't want Braun to know Braun looking at me weird and shit You know what, <laughs> what I'm saying hey, Carmella, I know Carmella Looking at him weird dog
2: <laughs> Niggas pull up Hey how, how, what, what made you do that shit In the first place So it doesn't tarnish his legacy It definitely doesn't Tarnish his legacy But I just don't want to know that As a fucking fan
0: of d way So should men yeah, not express me that, that Or you think they should Just express it in private
2: Mm-hmm. It all
0: depends on your position in this world. Yeah, you shouldn't say position. Out of everything you could have said, you shouldn't have said. Now it's wordplay, workplace. Is- you feel me? Workplace. No, I don't want to hear about this. <laughs> anyway, man, enough of that shit. So more on couples therapy. Tyrese, oh, as you man. know, he flew a banner over his daughter's school saying, mm-hmm. I love you. I don't know her name. Yeah. And the mother is now saying that he's, he violated the, what was it? The, the. Um, Restraining order. Restraining order. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because he's going to court because uh, for child abuse or something,
2: something like that. Yeah, something like that, man. He's going to court it, with it's, that. It's hard to believe, man, that he's even going through all this because it's Tyrese. Mm-hmm. He's such a lo- uh, lovable figure. Yeah. You know, he's a, he's a great actor. He always has that uh, funny family vibe. You know, and he's a singer. You feel me? So the females love him already. Yeah, exactly. And even even the dudes. But as far as this, it really sucks when a a father is trying to go out of his way to express himself to his daughter on a Mm -hmm. positive note and he's getting punished for it. She could have let
0: this shit slide, man. It wasn't necessary. So you're saying your personal feeling is that she should have let it slide?
2: Yeah, I mean, it's not like he's saying some crazy shit. Mm -hmm. He's just saying he
0: loves her. You know what I'm saying? But now, remember, since they're going to court and everything like that, you're not supposed to kind of fuck with the witness. So mm-hmm. this is what's happening because the daughter's going to court to testify I'm not sure against him but they're just gonna ask her some questions and shit. Uh, you feel me So that might uh, I mean he's not stupid I could tell you that hey, hey he, I'll be he hey, I'll, that, put, I'll put, fly, I'll put fly, um, flying planes all day for her name <laughs> I'll be like listen that 10,000 feet not 10,000 feet up nigga. you know what I'm saying mm-hmm.
2: so so that, so that might change her perspective about him before she actually speaks yes yeah, so you can't what
0: tamper with the witness
2: type shit. Gotcha I didn't know I didn't think about that perspective. You However, so. from a, if he's just trying to be a, a, good f- a father, a good dad, mm. then it's sad for her to go to that extent.
0: It's crazy because we didn't really know about this case and it just got blown up out of nowhere again. I think this was going on. This was ongoing. I didn't even know about this, man. Yep. I don't think like I, Tyrese don't seem like the dude he'll hurt his daughter or whatever, but I don't know the facts um behind this case. Mm-hmm. Hopefully it's not somebody like being ill intent and trying to um sabotage him, you know what I'm saying? Cause that's not a good look when you talk about child abuse now. That's kinda some different it's shit.
2: Horrible, man. That could ruin his career.
0: Yeah, dog. you ain't gonna put him in the fast eight. You know? No. You know what I'm saying? The no. rock the rock's like, yo, And the got, rock ain't feeling him right now? Yeah, dog. And if you got the rock not feeling you, know mm-hmm. you like everybody. You know what I'm saying? He's yeah, like Kevin man. Hart and everything. Damn. It's Tyrese, sad though, man Sad situation, yeah So, Tyrese, keep your head up, please You know what I'm saying? Because that's fucked up Real talk Okay Uh, The next subject I want to touch on is I think her name is Jeannie Mae Jeannie Mae Yeah, I think she's uh, a, a talk show host for The View mm. I never heard of her
2: Of course, I don't watch The View So, um, what happened with her story, exactly?
0: Well, pre- recently, she pretty much decided to have a divorce with her husband because he wants kids and she doesn't but mm-hmm. she, she she praises him she's like you know he's a, the greatest guy the greatest man she has ever met everything praises him good and then right. uh, but I guess it came, became a mutual agreement between the two that uh, you know he wants kids she don't and mm-hmm. you know they, they seem to be getting along and it was all about love and everything like that uh, do you feel like that she should have stuck around or had considerate, or do you respect her for with for her decision for her decisions?
2: I, I respect her for just being a independent woman as far as a thinker.
0: Mm. Most
2: women don't have the balls to do that. You feel me? They they get comfortable in in their spouse and the exactly. life that they're living, and they don't want to sacrifice all that just because of something that couldn't be resolved. You feel me? Mm-hmm.
0: But uh, yeah, man, it's kind of sad that they, they got. How long were they married? I'm you not know? sure how long. I really don't know how long, but she, she praises him. She said good things about him and everything. Mm-hmm. It just seems like they didn't see eye to eye as far as the kids thing. They probably uh, came together thinking that, you know, the other person might change <laughs> might their change. Opinion. Yeah, everybody and, always feels sh- that way. And then, you know what I'm saying, shit didn't mm-hmm. change. That nigga's like, no, nah, I still want kids. And she like, bitch, I ain't want no motherfucking kids.
2: I wonder if she doesn't want to physically have kids, or is it more like she...
0: Doesn't want kids at all.
2: Right, because they could always adopt. That's true. That's the thing I was I was thinking about. That was my first thought. But maybe she just doesn't like kids, or she doesn't want to be around kids in her living area.
0: Yeah, man. I think I, mean, I think you should consider that. But like I said, who, who am I to tell you what to do with your body, right. and I don't give birth? exactly so yeah i think i lost this argument already off the rip like <laughs> i shouldn't even have spoke as a man you know, it's like yeah you can't have an opinion about this shit. but hey
2: he probably been thinking about having kids since he was a
0: kid himself i like, mean I, they, they mutually agreed on it mm-hmm. yeah i guess that was it yeah, yeah that, was, mutually, that was pretty much it they, yeah. they did the most adult thing and there's nothing to debate at all
2: well we can talk about this because this is not normal in it's our society
0: normal. this
2: always goes ugly you feel me yeah. But I guess they they either care about each other to that level where they just want to... Respect meet, each other. Right, meet in the middle and just go their separate way. What you supposed to
0: do? Of course. You don't see that a lot. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we expect drama, you know what I'm saying? Of course, yeah. I guess when niggas do something natural, it's like nothing. Like, oh, that nigga just picked up the trash and do it in the trash can. That, <laughs> like, what next? That's it? Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah that's kind of crazy. Okay, so the next one I want to ask you oh no this is uh well okay recently john wall this is sports recently john wall said he's gonna demolish uh lonzo ball and it didn't really happen that way actually lakers end up taking the win hmm, so lavar ball was right he said lonzo's not gonna lose two times in a week and niggas thought he was crazy and once again lavar ball was right about this shit oh that
2: first of all that's his son he gonna big him up anyways he could be on a losing streak, and you're gonna never hear him talk bad about his son. And I love that about him. Yes. We well, can just start on that note. Yeah.
0: Facts.
3: Mm. Rah.
2: Now John Wall gotta be feeling, you know, like really salty right because he, he, first of nice all, he's a salty crack. Yeah, he's a really good player. It's not like this is a regular yeah, dude he's that up there, said MVP that. type player. Yeah. Right. For, he probably for just him, had a bad game.
0: Just should not The game.
2: MVPs don't have bad games. Yeah. You don't. Ooh. Jordan, yeah, played, Jordan don't, played with the flu.
0: Nah, that's a damn lie. That's a myth, nigga. It don't matter. <laughs> it don't matter. What the hell are you talking <laughs> you about? He played with a hangover, all right? He's still balled. Hang on, let me not say anything about that dude. But that
2: the whole the seen. whole point I'm trying to get at is John Wall, He next time you see him, he really got a
0: ball out on him. Not really. He already fucked up. Like, he was a rookie. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? He's supposed to fuck him up anyway. True, you know what I'm saying? But true. it's just more like that he had a bad shooting night, but he saved the game, though. John Wall did do John Wall things. He saved the game, let it extend. Mm-hmm. But the Lakers took full advantage, they really wanted it, they was hungry for it and it was beautiful. It was gorgeous. Uh, beautiful, man. A lot of game winners happened recently, man. Uh, the Timber will suck now, but that one game winner they had, that shit was gorgeous, man. Uh, I don't know who it was, I guess the Boston Celtics? Maybe? I don't know who it was against. Oh yeah, it was the Boston Celtics. No, 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 it was OKC. But anyway, enough of that. So yeah, man, uh, on some heavier notes, uh, you heard that Combat Jack has cancer i heard man that was really damn that, that really fucked me up yeah pretty much Being i want to just give my best best thoughts um hmm. combat jackman because if you if you're not aware of him he started like this whole not really started this podcast thing but he's a innovator in the podcast game like he he dabbled in it and he Does has it. his own network loudspeakers network mm-hmm. great podcast on there as well yes uh but the good day podcast is the best podcast of so fuck of course anyways but um, of course i just wanted to say get well soon you've been important you've been a uh, important look yeah. an important figure in hip-hop most he was definitely. a lawyer and everything mm-hmm. yeah man and also he stuck around it man and gave us great content with a lot of different perspectives you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying so I uh, hope you get well soon man cause like I said he's a pioneer so far man and I wanted to see him grow throughout his career cause he found his little niche mm-hmm. and he's been killing it so uh shout out to Combat Jack get well soon man and get well soon man that's, that's all I wanna say man that, and with that sad sad note anything mm. you wanna touch on after that
2: well let me just say get well soon combat jack because i didn't even say it mm-hmm. also halloween's coming up So, what about halloween,
3: nigga?
2: <laughs> well you ever wonder what would, how did halloween even start like what was the true meaning behind halloween because first of all all the holidays that we celebrate it's to spend money man it's to spend money pretty much it, everything that the holidays represent are not really what the holidays are, are really about mm-hmm. when you do the research thanksgiving best example you know what i'm saying that was a massacre and it turned into you know what
0: you know what i want you to hold on to that because i think I, we should do some research and then we should actually touch on that so so the we gonna halloween. expand on that yeah we're gonna expand on that so the next week episode is gonna be the halloween type episode you know what i'm saying that's what we're gonna be. but let me end it on this note okay we're gonna talk about halloween next week but mm-hmm. i just want to say thank you guys for for listening please stay on because there's a great speech by les brown uh, very motivational. I can't even say which, uh, which bases he actually touch. He just goes here, there, left, right. He touches everything, man. You know, what say because he came from the bottom. If you mm-hmm. know him, he came from the bottom. So right. I just want you guys to listen to this. Thank you for listening. As always, have a good day.
4: It's a good day. Excuse me. It's, it's a good day. Evening. You, can you can do both. It's a good day. It's a good day. <laughs> uh, Mustafa, I want you to sit right over here. Sit right over here, Mustafa. <laughs> Because I know as I do this material here, once you do it three times, it's yours, you know? (laughs) So I want you to be close to me. I want you to look at someone on your right and left, shake their hands and say, I'm doing better than good and better than most. Let's do that right quick, please. I'd like to talk with you this evening about being hungry. (laughs) Somebody said, I'm hungry. (laughs) It is something I'd like to share some ideas and thoughts with you. I'm not asking that you believe anything that I say. I'm not asking that you agree with me. I'm merely asking that you stand on and in the conversation that we'll share with you this evening And if there's something that I say that can fit and work for you, I say, use it. If not, discard it and let it be. Is that all right? Say, "That's that's fair enough. Very good. All right. One of the things I have realized, and many of us have, that if you want something out of life, if you want to change yourself, if you want to acquire something, if there's some goal that you want to reach, that is really not easy as some people will make us feel. That living your dream, changing your behaviors, overcoming negative habits, it's challenging, it's hard. That living alone is just very difficult. And once we begin to come to grips with the fact that living is difficult, life is very challenging i heard a song once by a guy named Dipples called if it ain't one thing it's another <laughs> i say to you if it ain't one thing it's 12 others always something you will never ever have a problem free moment in life somebody said and i like this that you either in a problem or just left one or hit it toward one <laughs> Anybody found that to be so raise your hand if you know what I'm talking about. I mean, there's always something. So how do we begin to nurture that hunger? What are the characteristics or the qualities of people that are hungry? What will it take for me to get some of the things that I want? And being hungry for those things. Number one, you've got to work on yourself. It's very important that you engage in an ongoing process to develop you. Spend more time on yourself than what you've been spending. It's very important, you owe that to yourself. I was reading a book by Og Mandino called The University of Success. Read one line, gave me a chill. I didn't have to read anything else in the book. He said, many of us never realize our greatness because we become sidetracked by secondary activity. We spread ourselves too thin. Don't know how to say no. And we find ourselves doing all kinds of things and never ever have time to do those things that we need to do to work on ourselves. And then there goes a second, there goes another second, there goes another second, and we can't stop and hold time. And before you know it, you wake up one day and you're behind on your dreams and your bills. (laughs) So decide that you're gonna take some time to work on you, that you deserve that. From yourself that your life deserves some prime time because you are creating your own production as Michael Todd would say you are the star of your show you are the director you're writing the script and you will determine whether your life is a smash office hit or flop you determine that working on yourself talking to yourself that's so very important Overcoming the negative conversation, that inner dialogue that's going on all the time, all the time, even when you don't want it to be there. You can't stop yourself right now from thinking. You can't do it. It's going on. And so learning how to empower yourself, part of doing that is standing up to yourself. You've got to stand up inside yourself sometimes and say, shut up. (laughs) You've got to do this. I was going to give a presentation and this voice inside of me saying, you can't do this, you don't have everything it takes. I said, shut up. <laughs> I'm behind on my bills and you telling me what I can't do. <laughs> I have got to do it. <laughs> you'll get scared sometimes. Your mind will go blank on you. Some people you will allow to unnerve you and you wonder what's wrong with me? I'm not crazy. That's why you've got to learn to make a conscious, deliberate, determined effort to stand up inside yourself. Working on yourself, watching that inner dialogue, it will determine the quality of your life. I don't believe this, I know this. I've had a challenge of losing weight. I'm walking through the airport, this voice say, why don't you have some M&M peanuts? No! (laughs) Well, just one. Then after you eat that, you might as well have a snicker now, you sucker. (laughs) I mean, it's challenging. My mother fixed a kind of sweet potato pie you can't eat with your shoes on. (laughs) Have to take your shoes off so you can wiggle your toes. It sticks on my fingers. It says, eat it, one little bite won't hurt. That voice constantly, little demons from Colonel Sanders driving my car in there. (laughs) I had to say, no, 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 no. I'll die tomorrow. <laughs> I saw a skinny man get hit by a truck. <laughs> had it had a little bit more weight, he might've lived. You know? <laughs> Some of you know what I'm talking about. Raise your head if you don't. Know that. <laughs> that voice is awesome. So you have got to stand up to that voice. When you're working on something you want to achieve, you have got to stand up to that voice. You've got to sell yourself every day on your abilities, on what you're doing, on the goal that you want to reach. You've got to sell yourself every day, every day, every day. According to your level of belief, it will manifest itself in what you're doing. Whatever we have right now, whatever we're demonstrating in our lives, is a result of what we believe subconsciously that we deserve. And part of increasing that belief level is that you have got to convince yourself every day You've got to sell yourself. I I do a lot of training for many corporations and I conduct sales seminars and I've heard all kinds of guys doing techniques and training um, people techniques of how to close sales and how to work with and and begin to control the, the sale and how to ask for the close. Let me share something with you. You can learn all the techniques in the world. If you don't believe in yourself, it won't happen for you. I learned all of it. So that's why I do a training called Focus on the Seller. You've got to focus on you. And as you convince you, as you sell yourself, every day, every day, every day, you will begin to see a difference in the things that you're doing. Selling yourself on your ability to perform a job, to achieve a certain objective. Telling yourself every day, here I go again. And I got what it takes. This is my day and nothing out here is going to stop me. And when you go out there, like, say, come over here. <laughs> say it again. Well, I'll be back tomorrow. <laughs> that brings me to the next thing. It takes courage to act. Part of being hungry when you've been defeated, it takes courage to start over again. I used to do door-to-door sales and I was working with another friend of mine, and door-to-door sales, I mean, it's punishing. It's cruel and unusual punishment. (laughs) And I was a little boy, knocking on the door. Hello, would you like to buy a nice working television set, no money down? No, bam, they slammed the door in your face. And the friend of mine that was working with me, they slammed the door in his face, and I looked back, and he was going to the car. He said, I can't do this. And he sat down in the car, And he said, you go ahead, I'll be here when you get back. Now he had a mother and father to take care of him. My mother was ill. I am adopted. I was hungry. I had to go on. I learned something about myself. That when you step into your fears, somebody said, it was Winston Churchill, he said that courage is going from failure to failure without losing enthusiasm. When you step into your fears and continue to push yourself to go on, something happens for you. It will enable you to transcend yourself. I went to the next door. You like to buy a nice work and tell, no, bam. Went to the next door, no, bam. After a while, I no longer took it personal. (laughs) And I begin to play a game. I say, well, I know there's a yes out here somewhere. And I'm gonna keep on till I find it. And I'm not going home until I do. And I continue to knock on doors. And then somebody eventually would say yes. And I said, are you sure? <laughs> and I would go in there and I would get the sale. When you, when you have something you want to do, if you don't develop the courage To do that which has been given you to do, and you spend a lot of time going around trying to convince other people, or trying to get their approval, what will happen is that you will lose your nerve. And other people will convince you that what you're doing doesn't have any value. And you'll give up on your dream. It's an interesting thing about life I've also found that if you don't have the courage to act, sometimes and particularly, if you have something special to do, Life will move on you. If if it were not for life, I would still be a disc jockey. I didn't just leave voluntarily to go to the state legislature, I was fired. (laughs) I was working on a job, and I came home one day, I was married at the time, and I told my former wife, I said, that guy Bird I work for is stupid. She said, if he's so stupid, why does he sign you a paycheck? Now, you see why I divorced her, right? I couldn't stand her. (laughs) That night, I could not sleep well. Here was a guy that was controlling my life. I was going through all kinds of changes because this man controlled my paycheck. And it was Carlyle who said, truth crushed to earth shall rise again. Winston Churchill said, the truth is incontrovertible. Malice may attack it, ignorance may deride it, but at the end there it is. And we know scripture that says, ye shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. And the truth that I had to come to grips with, that I wasn't in charge of my destiny. The truth was that I wasn't giving all that I had. The truth was that there are some things that I wanted to do, but I didn't have the courage to act on those things. And the truth was that Bert Childs was a blessing to me. He made life so miserable for me, I had to start looking at my life differently. I started going to work earlier. I started being the last one to leave there. I started working harder than anybody else. The other guys could not, why would you work so hard, Les? I said, I'm not working for them. I have been cheating, Bert, I thought. I've been cheating myself and my family, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, do it with everything that you have. Develop the habit of giving more than what you're paid for. Develop the habit of of setting standards that others will be measured by. Someone said do not go where the path may lead but go where there's no path and leave a trail. All right. It is easy to be negative today. It is easy to have low morale today. I was at a corporation and they're they're going through downsizing and going to lay off some 1,500 people over the next few weeks. It's very depressing there. And those people that stay there nine times out of 10, they're just going to do just enough to keep from getting fired. Anybody can do that. But if you can begin to harness yourself and say that where I am, I'm going to do the best I can with what I got because that is an expression of who I am. If you get into the habit of just being mediocre, it will become a part of your consciousness. If you get in a habit of giving less than what you have it within you to give, it will begin to reflect itself in your personality. It will begin to damage you psychologically. And you don't want to be a part of that kind of self-destructive behavior. And so you want to set some high standards for yourself. The next thing, part of what feeds that hunger You've got to develop a sense of urgency. Aurelia said, stop living your life like you have a thousand years to live. In life, you're either here today and you're gone today. If there's something that you want to do and you can't do it all at one time, do just a little bit of it. I like what Robert Shuler says. He said, by the yard it's hard, but inch by inch anything is a cinch. <laughs> Do just a little bit of it. A friend of mine, Bobby Kerr, used to be a roommate. Bobby wanted to go into the area of public relations. He loved working with the public. Young lady he wanted to marry named Clarice. Bobby was a great procrastinator. Pretty soon the job where Bobby worked, they transferred him to another location. He went out to celebrate with the people on that new job site. And Bobby suffered a massive heart attack and died. Bobby didn't drink and didn't smoke, was under 40 and he died. Ask your question, how much time do you have left? How much time do you have left? When you start thinking about that, we don't know. We don't know. Bobby took all the greatness and all of the talent and all of his abilities to his grave with him. One of the things he could have put in parenthesis under his name, he didn't use all his stuff. Most of, most of us do that. Most of us don't use the stuff that we have brought into the universe. And we want to make a conscious, deliberate, determined effort to start living life with a sense of urgency and using what we've got, using ourselves up, sharing what we brought into the universe to share. Because if we don't, nobody else will. Stop wasting valuable time knowing that if we begin to live our lives as if each day were our last, our lives will take all take on a whole new meaning, It take on a whole new expression, valuing each moment that we are blessed with. The next thing that begins to nurture that hunger, honor yourself as your word. Don't give your word out lightly. When you throw your word out there and you don't honor it, it makes a statement about you. If you decide to maintain a sense of integrity with yourself that if I speak it, I'm going to live it. It's who I am. And I'm going to be very cautious in how I give my word to others, and most of all with the commitments that I make to myself. Because I want my life to reflect my words and honoring who I am and what I express. Another challenging area in terms of nurturing and developing that hunger in yourself is learning the art of becoming single-minded. Learning how to concentrate. Learning how to focus in. And you'll be surprised at the things that you're able to do. When you learn how to block things out, when you learn how to keep thine eyes single, you'll be surprised of the ideas that will come to you of the people that you'll be able to attract, of the opportunities that you'll be able to see. you begin to see things that have been standing there looking you in the face saying, I can't believe this has been here all this time. Here's a habit that I do. Maybe it might be of some value to you. I get up in the morning and I start writing what great ideas that I can think of today that can improve me and that will enable me to reach my goal. And I just let my mind flow. Sometimes I write 15, 20 ideas. Some days it's more difficult than others. One idea can change your life. One idea can turn your life around. Deciding that you're going to focus to develop your skills. A guy was, was um, the new owner of a team, a team, a baseball team that was in the basement of the league when he took it over. He went to the pitcher and he said, what is your best throw? And he said, well, I got a good curveball and I've got a good fastball. And he went on talking about his different throws. He said, but tell me this, what is your best throw? He thought for a moment. He said, I've got a good fastball. He said, that's all I want you to work on. Nothing else. Just develop your fastball. The next year, they went to the World Series. Most people don't know where their fastball is. Most people go through life never discovering what their talents are. Most people never develop their talents. They have skills and abilities, but if you don't nurture them, if you don't develop them, they will never serve you. Your gifts can take you many places if you develop your gifts. Most of us don't like to do those things that come easy to us. I've always loved to talk to people. I decided taking this advice to develop my skills as a speaker and my gift has developed and it developed and has taken me many places you have something that you brought to the universe and that if you decide that my life deserves my developing this what i do well and becoming the best at it and mastering myself and seeing what i have within me if you decide to drop your buckets where you are and develop your gifts I grant you, you'll never ever be without. I grant you that your gifts will take you places that will literally amaze you. I grant you that if you begin to work to develop your gifts, you'll develop a strong sense of happiness. You'll get a larger vision of yourself because part of beginning to get a larger vision of yourself, all of us need some area of our lives where we can have a feeling of competence. That people know when they think about this area, that's something you do. That you eat and sleep that. And that you do that. You do that. And people know it. And you know it. And you know that you know that you know this. If you don't know anything else, you know this. Can you tell I know I know what I'm doing? Oh, hello. (laughs) You know this. So you've got to work on it. When other folk are having a good time, you've got to have the strength of character to concentrate, to read, to digest information. If you decide, in any particular area that you're concerned about, to make a conscious, deliberate, determined effort to read one book a month in that area, in five years, you'll be among the top 5% experts in the world. I read a minimum of two books a week. The average American reads only one book a year. If you decide that area that you love, that you are going to master that particular area, in this era of accelerated change, overwhelming complexity, and tremendous competition, as you begin to develop and expand your skills and your talents and your vision of yourself, you will always be in control of your destiny. The next thing is, whatever it is that you want to do. You want to do it massively. Have a friend who was telling me that his sales were down. I said, well, how many phone calls you make a day? He said, 25. I said, double them. Make 50, or 75, or 100. He said, oh, man, that's just too much. Said, what do you mean, too much? You behind on your bills? You're talking about too much? You know one way to get back on your feet real quick is to miss two car payments? (laughs) You're talking about you're tired? There's no competition out here. Decide that you're going to push yourself. Most people won't do that. Most people give up on themselves easily. You know the human spirit is powerful? This nothing is powerful, it's hard to kill the human spirit. They asked Benjamin Disraeli, a man who became the head of a country at a time when Jews were not allowed out after 10 o'clock. He said, how did you do it? How did you achieve against such great odds? He said, nothing can resist the will of a people that will stake even their existence on the extent of their purpose for good. That when you have a made up mind, When you decide that you want to do something, I was reading something the other day. He said, the power to hold on in spite of everything, the power to endure, this is the winner's quality. The hunger, the ability to face defeat again and again without giving up, this is a winner's quality. You have that quality within you. When you're hungry, you don't care about the facts. You don't care about the odds. Doug Williams played for the Washington Redskins, quarterback. John Elway of the Denver Broncos in the Super Bowl. Everybody was talking about Elway, Elway. After the Super Bowl, when Doug Williams made a historic passing game, I asked him, said, how were you able, in spite of all of that negative publicity saying that you couldn't win, how did, how did you do it? He said, I ignored my critics. I just didn't pay any attention to them. I ignored myself because they kept on saying it so much. There were times I doubted whether or not I can do what I needed to do. There's a Doug Williams in everybody here. There's greatness in you. And you've got to learn how to tune out the critics outside and the critic inside. And since I'm going to do this, I'm gonna harness my will and I'm not gonna let anything stop me. I deserve this. I'm gonna do it until and this friend, I told him, I said, start increasing your calls. I said, I make a hundred calls a day. I got a callus in my ear. My ear's kind of dark, you can't see it, but it's there. <laughs> His sales have increased. <laughs> He's working harder now. The other thing is that if you want something You have got to be relentless. You've got to learn how to become resourceful. You've got to learn how to become creative. When crises strike in your life, and in the Chinese language, crises mean danger, but it also means opportunity. And this is an opportunity for you to grow. And you've got to be so relentless regardless of what comes down the pike, that you're always looking for a way to get over, always looking for a way that you can break through, always looking for a way that you can win, always looking for a way that you can strike a telling blow. And pretty soon, I think there's some people watching us in the universe that say, wait, let's call a meeting over here. You know that guy Mustafa, look at him down there. He won't stop, just that fool, no, he can't get over. Look, look, look. Look, look here, why don't we do this? Let him go and let's mess with somebody else. Just let him go on through. Life will just get tired of whipping you sometimes. And just say, let's just let this one go. <laughs> I believe this. Now no has told me this, but I just kept on kicking. I didn't have sense enough to stop. I was intelligently ignorant, I didn't know what I couldn't do. (laughs) So I just tried anything. And the fascinating thing about life, because you can't get out of it alive, you might as well have a good time, you know? (laughs) You might as well have a good time. Live your life with passion, with some drive. I was giving a seminar the other day and I mentioned that I was going to do some training in August with some young teenagers and take about 100 away to a two or three day camp and wipe them out. been working on this. So after the speech, one of the parents walked up to me and said, Mr. Brown, I'd like for you to do something for my son. He's not motivated. (laughs) I said, I wonder why. I wonder what's wrong with him. <laughs> he had no fire whatsoever. <laughs> See, what... <laughs> what you do speak so loudly, folk can't hear what you're saying. And so if you don't have any fire, you know, you've got to watch the, the people, the relationships that you develop. Have people of, of, of kindred mindsets. If you're around folk who are dead and negative all the time, they will affect you. You want people that are around you that have smiles on their faces, looking good. I was telling a group last week, Abraham Lincoln refused to hire a guy because of his face. They said, but the guy can't help it. He said, anybody over 30 is responsible for their face. If you have some depressing face looking at you every day, it affects your blood pressure keep these dead faces away from you, it's contagious. This is serious. So you've got to watch your continence, watch your face. Have an uplifted expression, watch your body posture. All of these things affect you psychically. You've got to be the kind of person that you are fearless. Fearless folk leave fearless people alone. There's some people walk through a neighborhood and every dog in the neighborhood would balk at them. But there's some people come through, and ain't nobody gonna mess with this. <laughs> You are unstoppable. And because you are unstoppable, because you've got power that you haven't even begun to use yet, you ought to yourself to release your brakes. How many of you have had the experience of pulling out of your driveway and you're mashed on the accelerator and the car was just going, Ugh, and couldn't move. And you mashed harder and it couldn't move. And then you discovered you had your emergency brakes on. And then you release those emergency brakes and it goes, choo. Have you ever had that experience before? Most of us go through life with our brakes on, (laughs) holding back, not giving all that we have, not sharing all of ourselves. Most of us go to our graves still holding on rather than releasing it. What are some of those things that, that keep us from releasing it? Because of past experiences, past defeats, past pain. We look back, well, it didn't work out then it probably won't work out now. Many people get confused, their performances with who they are. They are. I was reading Pat Riley, the coach of the Los Angeles Lakers. <laughs> but you're gonna like this quote here. <laughs> After the trailblazers had blown them out of the water, and I'm sure he said this last night, they asked him, How do you feel? He said, tonight we were exposed for what we are right now. You see? That if my speech tonight doesn't work, it doesn't mean that I'm a bad speaker. It means that what I did didn't work tonight. And I've got to separate what I do from who I am. And I've got another shot. See the last chapter to your life has not been written yet and it doesn't matter about what happened yesterday. It doesn't matter about the things that you've done that you feel guilty about. If you wouldn't do it today, you're convicting an innocent person. You've been reborn to a new state of consciousness. And as they say, if we knew better, we would do better. And so you begin to decide. I'm not going to be denied. I remember and I was telling someone and they asked me, would you repeat that again? I was interested in going into broadcasting. I'm adopted and that was my key out. I wanted to make my mama proud of me. I was was very much appreciative of what she's done for my brother and sister and I, and that was my way out. And I went over to a radio station, asked a guy that, and told him that I was interested in broadcasting. He looked at me in my straw hat and my overalls, he said, you have any broadcasting background? I said, no, sir, I don't. What do you do? I cut grass.
3: <laughs>
4: Young ladies asked me what kind of work I do and I was working on the garbage truck. I said, well, I'm a sanitary technician. <laughs> he said, we don't have any job for you. I decided that that was something I was going to do. I decided I'm unstoppable. I'm gonna go up in here and I'm gonna do this. I started going to the radio station every day, developing a relationship with the people that were doing what I wanted to do. And that's what I encourage you to do. Where, whatever area you wanna go in, find people that are doing it the way you wanna do it and develop a relationship with them. When I decided to go in this area, I wrote letters to Dr. Norman Vincent Peale, to Zig Ziglar, to Dennis Waitley, all of the giants in this area. And I said, this is something I wanna do. I've been following your career. Would you help me? Dr. Norman Vincent Peale answered my letter, did an article on me, wrote about me in the most recent book that he issued and done many broadcasts about me. I'd wanted to develop a relationship and rapport with those people that were achieving those things that I wanted to achieve. By the same token, I would go to the radio station And I developed a relationship with the guys. And they used me as an errand boy when they needed some food or someone to go pick up entertainers that came into town. Temptation singing, My Girl, Jerry Butler singing, For Your Precious Love, Sam Cooke singing, Darling You Send Me. I would pick up the entertainers at the airport and driving around in the disc jockeys, big Cadillacs. They didn't have any driver's license, but I was acting like I had some. Every day I used to go home and work on my communication skills, developing myself. It was Whitney Young, he said, it's better to be prepared for an opportunity and not have one than to have an opportunity and not be prepared. (laughs) Start working and developing yourself now and prepare yourself for what it is that you want because you expect to get it. And when the disc jockeys were in the control room, I would go in and watch them and develop a trust level and they would let me stay and I would watch and observe them working the controls. When you want something out of life, don't worry about how you're going to get it. How is none of your business. The most difficult thing that it is, is to hold the vision. It's to hold the vision. So there I was at the radio station. A guy was on the air and he started to drink by the name of Rock. I was outside the window looking at him and watching. Hungry. And ready saying, drink, rock, drink. (laughs) Pretty soon, the phone rang. It was the general manager. I said, hello? He said, Les, this is Mr. Klein. I said, I know. He said, rock can't finish his program. He's slurring his words. I said, I know. Can you work the controls until one of the other disc jockeys come in? Would you call them? I said, yes, sir. I hung the phone off. I said, now he must be thinking I'm crazy. (laughs) I called my mama and my girlfriend, Cassandra, said, y'all come out on the front porch and turn up the radio, I'm about to come on the air. (laughs) I waited about 15 minutes. I called him back. I said, Mr. Klein, I can't find nobody. He said, well, why don't you go in there and work your controls until they get there? And don't say nothing here. I said, yes, sir. <laughs> I couldn't wait to sit down at that turntable, Mustafa. I said, look out, this is me, LB, Triple P, Les Brown, your platter, playing papa. There were none before me, and there will be none after me. Therefore, that makes me the one and only. Young and single and love to mingle, certified bonafide and indubitably qualified to bring you satisfaction and a whole lot of action. Look out, baby, I'm your love man. I was hungry. Shake somebody's hand on your right and left and say, you've got to be hungry. (laughs) Well, y'all something else, you hear me? (laughs) You want to be persistent about what it is that you want to achieve. Alexander Graham Bell said, what this power is, I cannot say. All I know is that it exists and it becomes available only when a man or a woman is in that state of mind in which he or she knows exactly what he or she wants and is fully determined not to quit until they find it. When our children are learning how to walk, how many times will your baby attempt to walk and fall and you just say, just sit down, don't try anymore, you've fallen 20 times. (laughs) Just sit down somewhere, busting your lip and everything, getting in folks' way. When will a baby walk? It will walk when it walks. That's when it will walk. Les, when will you be known nationally as the motivator? I will be known when I'm known. That's when I'll be known. Don't get caught up in, well, I've tried it four or five times and things didn't work out. If there's something that you want and you're hungry for it, you've got to do whatever is necessary until. And when you give the best you can and that's not enough, you must do what is required. And don't give up on yourself. Don't throw the towel in so quickly. Many people give up on the one yard line where if they have the determination just to keep on knocking. It's a funny thing about life. If you're home one day, and someone is knocking on the door. And you say, I don't wanna be bothered today. And if that person just keep on knocking, can you believe that fool's still knocking? (laughs) Pretty soon you say, what is it? What do you want? And that's how you've got to be about your dream. Some people, well, I guess ain't nobody home. (laughs) I knocked on the door, but nobody came. I heard the television on and people were moving around, but I guess opportunity probably went out the back door. Oh, no, no, no. See, life is not just that simple. It's not that cut and dry. And that's why most people never realize their personal greatness, because they're casual about life. And when you are casual about life, you will end up a casualty. Life is serious business. So I encourage you to be persistent to not decide that, well, I've done the best I can, I guess I, I just can't have it. Don't make that decision. Many of us make premature decisions about ourselves. Calvin Coolidge said something, a man who was a president that was not known for his eloquence or making any historical decisions, but something he wrote about persistence. And he says, press on, nothing can take the place of persistence. Talent will not. The world is full of unsuccessful people with talent. Genius will not. Unrewarded genius is almost a proverb. Education alone will not. The world is full of educated derelicts. Persistence and determination alone Are omnipotent. There's a person that is the embodiment of persistence and determination. A person who decided that some time ago that I'm not going to take anything to my grave with me. I'm going to use myself up and I'm going to give and give and give until my last breath. This summer I'm going to be working for her and with her doing training, teaching young people techniques and strategies on how to manifest their personal greatness, teaching them techniques and strategies that will change them at the subconscious level, changing their value systems and let them see the major role they can play in society. Let's give Mrs. Rosa Parks a round of applause, (laughs) if you please. the presence of greatness. Mrs. Fox, people over here couldn't see you. Would you come up? Could you? She's such a beautiful person. you to see Mrs. Parks and Mrs. Elaine Steele about the Rosa and Raymond Parks Institute for Self-Development. If you're interested in your children participating in that, they have some information over here to share with you. It is just fascinating and just a blessing to, to have this woman when a lot of folk who are giving up, and here this year she celebrated her 75th birthday and still has a dream of being an instrument of change. And there is a Rosa Parks in all of us who made a a decision at one point in time, standing on the platform of oughtness, as Immanuel Kant talks about in a book called Critique of Pure Reasoning, that there's certain things we know we ought to do. We just know it. We owe it to ourselves and those around us. I don't know what your dreams are. I don't know what your goals are, but let me leave this with you. Mine is to be the best son that I can to my mother. Mine is to be the best father that I can to my children and to be the best servant that I can to humanity and the best man that I can to the woman that I've decided to share my life with. Whatever your goals are, I know that you can achieve them. Here's something that I'd like to leave with you. It says simply that if you want a thing bad enough to go out and fight for it, to work day and night for it, to give up your time, your peace, and your sleep for it, if all that you dream and scheme is about it, and life seems useless and worthless without it, and if you gladly sweat for it and fret for it and plan for it and lose all your terror of the opposition for it, and if you simply go after that things that you want with all of your capacity, strength, and sagacity faith, hope, and confidence, and stern pertinacity. If neither cold poverty, famish or galt, sickness or pain of body and brain can keep you away from the thing that you want. If dogged and grim, you besiege and beset it, with the help of God, you'll get it. This is Mrs. Mamie Brown's baby boy, Leslie Calvin Brown, saying it's been a plum pleasing pleasure. Well, time to get paid, time to
0: get paid, time to I get paid. Time to get paid, it's a good day, it's a good day, it's a We're good, it's a good day. Every single way, every single way,
4: every single way, every single way, it's a good day, it's a good day, it's a good day,
3: it's a good day.